Hello and welcome to the Zero Hanger podcast, the number one independent AFL news source. I'm joined as always by AFL chief editor, Mitch Keating. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. There you go. Could you? Didn't want to wear your uh, polo today. Oh, we just <laughs> talked about this off camera. That's this so is only going to be on the uh, podcast. But anyway, so today we are breaking down uh, best 23s again, going from uh, Geelong all the way through to North Melbourne. So uh, we did six last week. The six this week, and then six again uh, in the next coming week. days. In yeah. the coming days, yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, running through, they are just best possible twenty threes. Yeah, not really taking like injuries into consideration. There aren't yeah. really many players, if any, that are not playing at all next year. Um, and yeah, you know, we can kind of look at a, a best available, and we'll kind of dive into the you know depth options anyway, and and who will kind of be sticking their hand up for round one for those that are in place of those that are injured um yeah. and you're just kind of going through all three lines for each yes um we did do a collingwood best 23 last week and included dan mcstay and then of yeah. course he was out um with an acl for pretty much all the next it's year probably going to be most of next year like you'd think yeah uh, unless it's a really efficient rehab process and collingwood make a, another late finals run and then on top of that really if they want to be adding him in so no would he games. still be would you still include him in the best he's probably yeah, he's probably a bit different uh he's best 23 mm-hmm. but if he's not playing next year, you probably look at Ash Johnson coming in, Reef yep. McInnes, Nathan Kruger. They're probably the leading guys. They've got a few on the SSP train on list um, that might help them with that. Yep. But it's, it's probably Ash Johnson is the obvious answer just to fill that role. Yep, agreed. All right, well, let's kick off with the best 23 for Geelong, best possible 23. So uh, back line, Tom Stewart, Sam DeConning, uh, Jay Kolodashny, Jed Buse, Jack Henry, and Zach Guthrie. Yeah, it's... Such an interesting group, Geelong's back line. Uh, obviously, a sub radical is that you can call it a void, I guess. He didn't play a full season and wasn't always in their best 23, but um, they kind of do need to find someone that's playing a similar role. So I think, yeah, you start with DeConning and probably Jack Henry as you, you kind of lock down tall options. Uh, Henry hasn't always, you know, he's probably been undersized compared to most, but does do the job quite nicely. Um, Guthrie in college has any kind of those medium to smaller size guys. Jed Buse, the the small lockdown defender. And then, you know, they've got Tom Stewart, who's kind of their everything guy, uh, good two-way runner, um, great in the air and intercept, as we know, but also really nice with ball um, by foot. So that's probably their, their setback six. Like Mark Blitzovs could play down there if they want a bit more height. Emerson Jack is going to be tr- at least training as a defender after they picked him up in the rookie draft. So he could be kind of that next project player that they want to kind of use as a defender, um, similar to with what they did with Radigalea. I uh, don't yeah, I'm not really having Tui or O'Connor in there. I just think um probably on that next line, but uh they'll have a few rotating back as well. Mitch Duncan's another one. Probably plays across all three lines. So yeah, from a defensive point, um, you know, it's always been strong. Um they haven't really added to it. They got Connor O'Sullivan in with their top pick of the draft, but I'm not sure if he'll be a round one type player or best 23 player in this case. And then, you know, Jack Bowes probably plays a bit back line. Oishin Mullen got a little glimpse after his first year at the club. So um, they've got good depth options, but they, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see kind of who's that one-two partnership for against tall forwards when you come up against a Kerno and Mackay every now and then. Yeah. Uh, and in that midfield group, uh, Holmes and Guthrie on the wing. So Patrick Dangerfield, Reece Stanley is main ruckman, Tom Atkins and Mark Blitzarves. An interesting midfield group, isn't it? When you look at an Atkins yeah. and a Blitzarves there. Like Danger's still their number one. Uh, hard to you know 
to bait that. Uh, Atkins second in the brown uh, in their best and fairest, I should say. Uh, Mark Blitzarves is just that utility guy who can really float anywhere. Like you could put him anywhere in this team. Like you could have had him at centre half back. Could have had him on the wing. Um, at half forward, off the bench, into ruck, like just anywhere. But I, I feel like he had a really good season or the last two seasons through midfield. Uh, could play more of an outside role, just given might be lacking a little bit of, of run on the outside, I think, with the loss of Isaac Smith. Um, but they've got Max Holmes there, Cam Guthrie, hopefully a full preseason for him. Mitch Duncan, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Stanley's probably the, the standout ruck option for them, like Toby Conway, um, you know, had a debut late into the year but but probably isn't quite there yet to hold down the fort so you think yeah it's going to be danger and Atkins doing a lot of the damage uh, Max Holmes should be playing a bit more inside football Tandon Bruin another one probably coming off the bench um, as well Jack Bowes um, get a run through midfield as he as they both did this year so they've got a lot of I guess pieces like no, no real standouts but a lot of pieces that will that'll get a run through there sean man is obviously an interesting one mm. to see how they use him if he comes through the middle um or if he's you know more of that attacking half forward type i think he will get a nice balance there so you've got him as a sub but not straight in yeah, yeah I, I, I like it'd be silly if they didn't have him in their you know plans for next year given you're drafting him at 26 but whether he's a walk-up start is going to be interesting to see um but he certainly feels a feels a role for them at, at kind of a half forward, and yeah, he'll probably play some midfield minutes, assuming he, if he's getting a good run yep. next year. Um, yeah, and you look at some of their young guys like Brandon Parfit. I don't, don't think we had in there, and um, Jai Clark and Mitch Nevert, some young guys who still need some time to develop, but should be playing some senior footy next year. And George Stevens is probably one of the, those more ready-made draftees that that'll come through the ranks. Um, you know, he already has senior experience, VFL experience, you know, played a couple of games for Geelong's reserves this year. So um, I think that they, they kind of bat deep, but it's, yeah, there's a probably, you know, there's that really near that top line that we probably don't have anymore with Geelong. Yep. Um, so that they're probably lacking in that star talent, but you know, they've got guys coming through. Um, it's just going to be really interesting to watch, see how they perform this year, uh, mm. next year. Uh, and running out that forward line, so Grian Myers, Jeremy Cameron, Gary Rowan, Tyson Stengel, Tom Hawkins, and Brad Close. Yeah, it's uh, pretty stacked. Like you've, yeah, yeah like you said, you're Cameron and, and Hawkins, again, just your one and two um, key mm-hmm. forwards there. And, you know, two Coleman medalists who don't look like slowing down past, you know, the age of 30 anyway. Mm-hmm. Gary Rowan's playing that third tall option again. And you've got Grian Myers who had a, you know, awesome 2023 season Tyson Stengel was an All-Australian the year before Brad Close is always so serviceable as that pressure forward so that's you can pretty much lock that in as, as their forward six you know Jack Bowes might play through there Ollie Henry we've got coming off the bench so he's probably just as good to start in that in that six as well um, as a third forward kind of rivaling Gary Rowan if they want um, but he had such a good year obviously um, Ollie in his first year after moving from Collingwood 41 goals from 22 games and I think he kicked multiple goals on in, on 14 occasions. So um, they'll be really happy with what they got out of him. And then I think long-term kind of having him um, replacing, you know, your Hawkins and your Camerons and, you know, you, you're, you're bringing guys like, you know, Shannon Neal. Connor O'Sullivan can play forward, but but Jack Henry is probably their best swing man option if they want to swing uh, one of their defenders into the front half. They picked up Ollie Wiltshire from Barwon Heads as a mature age prospect. Not sure if he'll get a, a big look next year. Ollie Dempsey was really good at, at VFL level. I'd like to see him probably play a bit more AFL footy. Um, so, yeah, it's probably the, the best area for them 
um, across the squad as their forward line. Yep. Now, Geelong don't really miss the finals in successive years. So, no. where do you see them? I don't see year? them, yeah, making the top eight. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I just think this, I've had this discussion a bit, but too many sides on the way up and they're probably one that's either just going to stay still, um, probably around that 14th mark, mm-hmm. I think, again. Yeah. Yep. Agree. All right, well, that's Geelong. So, best 23 for Gold Coast. We'll start with the back line. So, Powell, Collins, uh, Mac Andrew, uh, Connor Badaric, Charlie Ballard, and Darcy McPherson. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's probably their, their weakness, the the Suns. Um, not to say it's a bad back line. They've just, um, they haven't always been able to play together. Uh, I think when you look at someone like Connor Buderick's spent a fair bit of time on the sidelines. Will Powell the same. Mac Andrew's only kind of just getting. Um, some consistent minutes at the back end of this year. Like Charlie Ballard and Sam Collins, are, you know, I think every club would love a duo like that. They probably just want someone to, uh, like a third tall, which is what An- Andrew might be, but mm. um, just so Ballard gets a bit more freedom, can play more as an intercept option. Um, Dusty McPherson and halfback, yeah, I, like I, I think he's um, yeah, probably locked in for a, a starting spot after a pretty consistent year this year. Um, you know, you might get lucky while playing a bit off halfback. Um, Rory Atkins as well off the bench we have and then Ben Long as a sub so they've got a few options there and they pick up you know guys like Will Graham um, and, and Joel Jeffrey you know some some other guys that can play uh, across the back line as well but yeah, it's probably just the area that, that they'll, they might struggle with the most uh, I guess it's particularly when you're looking at how good their midfield group is and a pretty promising forward line but um, yeah there's, there's certainly a lot to work with um, they've got some you know decent depth options but um, you know, Caleb Graham um, might be another one after spending the whole year in the VFL. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But I, I would have liked to have seen them probably add to their back line mm-hmm. a bit over the offseason. Um, they bring in Ethan Reid, who's more of a ruck, but could play behind the ball. But I guess it's probably too similar to Mac Andrews. So, yeah, it's, it's probably the area to watch for them um, with Damien Harwick coming in. Yep. And probably one of my one of my favourite lines for uh, Gold Coast. So the midfield, so Wits in the ruck, Noah Anderson, Matt Rowell, um, and then Tuke Miller, and then Brandon Ellis and Lockie Weller on the wings. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's strong, isn't it? Mm. Like hopefully if they, they can all get a good run, like we know the injury history for Weller, Miller was spent a lot of time out this year. Matt Rowell is finally playing some full seasons, which is good. Um, Brandon Ellis has been ever reliable on the wing and, and Noah Anderson was, you know, like a top 10 finisher in the, in the Brownlow this year. So um, they've got a lot of really good pieces in that midfield group. Add in someone like Sam Flanders um, off the bench. David Swallow can probably get a run through there, but probably play a bit more um, in the forward line. And then, you know, they drafted Jake Rogers who could, could get a, a, a good look uh, at AFL level in his first year with the Suns. But um, that, that, that three of Miller... Rao and Anderson at the feet of Jared Witts is is a pretty good um, position to, to have and, and Damien Harbour is going to be pretty helpful with that group, I think, and how we got the best out of some of Richmond's mids. So, um, yeah, that's their, that's their top line by far, yep. I think. Absolutely. And then around the other year forward, so uh, Bailey Humphrey, Jack Lacocious, Ben Ainsworth, uh, Malcolm Roses, Ben King and Nick Holman. Yeah, mm. uh, Humphrey was probably one I should have mentioned in the midfield group, but yeah, he'll probably play that half forward, you know, balance between those two thirds uh, a fair bit. As you mentioned, Ben King and Jack Lacocious combined for 80 goals, well, almost 80 goals this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and just given the, the tra- trajectories they're on, um, that could definitely get close to 100 uh, next year. Ben King's going to be such a big talking point for them over the next 12 months, given his, his contract and the level of 
interest he'll get. Um, but, you know, he's probably looking at a 50-goal season if he can just stay fit. So this will be um, quite an interesting watch for them and, and how much they can get out of those two. Levi Casbold is that probably third tall option in the in the front third. But um, Jed Walter's probably one that could push for a starting spot ahead of him. Um, mm. You know, 190-odd centimetres, 90-odd kilos, um, just really big as an 18-year-old and someone they'll be really excited to, to see at the top level. So um, could be between those two for, for that third tall spot. Malcolm Roses has kind of slotted in nicely into Isaac Rankin's role. You know, they've also got guys like Nick Coleman and, and Ben Ainsworth um, who probably a bit similar and kind of offering just some small forward options. But yeah, Bailey Humphrey there is quite a nice explosive link-up player between the midfield and, and forward line. And as mentioned before, David Swallow maybe off the bench or as a sub um, just brings some nice experience, a cool head and knows how to kick goals. And then Huego Wea, you know, Tom Berry, Jai Farah, a few more depth options for them. Um, for that forward line group, so it's not not too bad all up. Yeah, and Humphrey, I think, came out last week and said that he sees himself as a midfielder. Yeah, like it, it's probably fair more like, than a forward. His draft year is just a really explosive midfielder that mm. kicked heaps of goals, and that's probably a long term plan. It's just hard when you've got Raul, Anderson, Miller, and a yeah. few others. Um, so like what we saw from him this year was was fantastic. He had plenty of centre bounce attendances, and um, you'd think you'd get a, a heap more. Um, mm. but he certainly just took um took the chance when there was opportunities given injuries to others. Yeah. Yeah, the pieces are there. I think they could make a push for finals. Um, mm, what do you reckon? Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think they're, they're, they should be finishing in the top 10, whether it's the top eight though. That's that's going to be a big um, discussion point, I think, for the Suns and whether they can break into that bracket. Yeah, it is usually, um, yeah, whoever stays healthiest. And I think they, they could do it. Mm. They could do it, hopefully. All right, so moving over to Greater Western Sydney, best possible 23, uh, starting with the back line, uh, Jack Buckley, Sam Taylor, Lockie Whitfield, Lockie Ash, Connor Ardoon, and Harry Perriman. Yeah, um, well, it was pretty formidable um, to get, and you know, it was a big reason why they made a preliminary final. Like Jack Buckley had um, you know, that nice breakout year that, that you want to see from a player of his age coming through. Um, Connor Iden, I think, was one of the more underrated players and mm-hmm. just played well above his size as a, as a lockdown and interceptor. Like Sam Taylor is probably the premier defender of the competition and, and showed why this year, despite um, you know the serious injuries setback midway through the season. And then just like kind of the run and roll players they get out of their back seven with Lockie Ash, Lockie Whitfield and Harry Perryman. Um, you know, add in Harrison Himmelberg to that mix. Nick Haynes can kind of play down back Callum Brown can play at either end so they've got they're not short on options um, as far as defenders tall or small um, and even some of those guys can push you know a bit up the field and um, and run through midfield and just give them some a lot of speed off halfback which is what Adam Kingsley likes so um, yeah Whitfield I think had a pretty underrated season as well Lockie Ash is kind of going from strength to strength so there's there's plenty to be excited about after a top four season mm-hmm. um, yeah it's a it's a pretty locked in backline unit yeah um, definitely one of those teams where they just have everybody playing their role really well. So mm. uh, coming through this midfield, so Kieran Briggs as the main man in the ruck, Callan Ward, Stephen Canelio, and then on the wings, Isaac Cumming and Josh Kelly, and then Tom Green um, as that main guy in the middle as well. Yeah, it's um, it's quite strong. Obviously, Kieran Briggs was a big catalyst in, in their rise back up the, the ladder. I don't think anyone could have seen this, the season he had coming um, and has really just been able to give them some consistency in that ruck department after they've kind of had to toss and turn a little bit over the, you know, most of their time in the AFL, the Giants. So that, that's obviously great. Tom Green 
Um, they're emerging as probably a top 10 midfielder uh, or should be next year. If not, if, if it wasn't, uh, if, if he wasn't in 2023, you know, um, Clint and Josh Kelly has a, had a super year. Um, and I think back to his best, Cal Ward, another one of those kind of cool heads in the middle, whether he plays, you know, mostly midfield though, it's going to be interesting to see, but someone like Stephen Cornelio, Finn Callahan rolling through, um, the middle as well. You know, you might get your Brent Daniels and your, um, you know, Toby Bedford's and Toby Green's kind of pushing up into the midfield group at times, but um, you know, and Isaac coming as you mentioned, on, we've got him on the wing. Probably could play halfback as well, mm-hmm. and probably a more traditional role for him. But um, you know, you can swap him with Whitfield or Lockie Ash or Harry Perryman, which gives him plenty of rotation um, through throughout that back half of the field. Yep. Absolutely, and that forward line. So, as you mentioned, uh, Toby Bedford and then Aaron Cadman, Brent Daniels, Jake Riccardi, Jesse Hogan, and Toby Green, of course. Yeah, it's yeah. So obviously, Green's their main man. Um, stellar season for him to be All Australian captain, and and he'll probably you know, for a player that you know doesn't you know we can play midfield, but you know mm-hmm. position mostly as a forward is absolutely fantastic to see the level of impact that he could have just about on every game he played in. Toby Bedford, you know, such a bargain recruit for them from Melbourne, and has turned into be you know great pressure but also you know just that pace and run and overlap that adam kingsley likes same with brent daniels like that that pairing alone is is pretty lethal the tools are just mm-hmm. like the interesting area for, for gws mm. like hogan um has an, is another one that they've kind of just turned out of you know a cheap addition into a, a pretty key player jake riccardi as well as finally locked in as a best 23 player and then yeah we've got aaron cabin in at center half forward just seems mm. like I don't, know, I don't know he's only had one year in the system and they want to be patient with him but um I don't think they've got really an option. If they want three tools, it's probably those three. Like Wade Dirksen's another one who hasn't, but he hasn't played at, at AFL level yet. Harrison Himmelberg can play forward, but obviously they're pretty comfy with having him back. Do they use Nick Haynes or is it Lockie Keefe as that next tool? So no, I think it, it, it probably could be Cadman in that best 23 as the you know, best forward behind Hogan as a tall target. So um, yeah, they've got a little bit to work with there. Callum Brown's another one who can kind of run through there. Xavier Halloran's one we've got on the bench, mm-hmm. uh, that half forward midfield mix. So um, I feel the same player, but um, they're the type of, type of players that got them to the position they did this year under Adam Kingsley. Yep. Yeah, definitely a strong side. I can see um, there's a lot of good competition for spots mm. as well. So um, where do you see them finishing up? Oh, it has to be early crow. Yeah, like it's funny. Like if you're tipping where the Giants finish next year before the start of this season, you're probably still having them around mm. that bottom five mark. It's mm. just they're just such a hard one to read, but you just think with what they did this year, you can't really have them outside the top eight. Yeah, um, like like we said, there's a lot of clubs coming up, but they can't be one that's going down. You would think out of that top eight group. So yeah, yeah, it probably maybe I would probably wouldn't have them top four again, but um, yeah, top eight and that next that next four lot probably from setting a letter. Yep, absolutely exciting team. All right, so best twenty three for Hawthorne. Mm. Um, Starting with the back line, Blake Hardwick, James Sicily, Jarman Impey, Changkuth, Giath, Sam Frost, and Josh Weddle. Yeah, this is one of the harder teams to pick. I think, mm. I think it was these guys in Essendon were so far, um, just given the, the kind of evenness and some of the talent they've got, some of the list calls that they have to make, you know, some of the, the young stars that they've invested in with high draft picks might not even be part of the best 23 yet, which is certainly a, still a good factor for them to have, but... Yeah, the back line is is an interesting one. So James Sicily is, you know, kind of that locked in at, at fullback. Um, you know, probably won't take the best 
key forward. But you know, if he ever has to, as he showed this year, he can certainly move into that kind of role and and be that general in defense. And then it's up to really like Sam Frost or, or James Blank as that next tall. I've gone with Frost, but really splitting hairs, I think, between those two. They'd love Blank to be playing a bit more footy. Probably just wasn't as favored this year. Um, he's only been in the system for 18 months. So another preseason under his belt might do him quite well. And then you know, they get plenty of good smaller options in Hardwick, who's a great lockdown um, defender. Chankov Jath probably had a more of a backwards year, but still, you know, in among their best back six for sure. And then jumping in piece the same. I think he played a full season for the Hawks, which is great to see. And um, obviously a nice run, as does Josh Weddle. Uh, got him at halfback, could have him on the wing, but their midfield group is so stacked. So um, he probably just can slot off at halfback um, and had, you know, so much... Showed so much in just a, a short time after his debut this year. And then Jack Scrimshaw off the bench, Seamus Mitchell off as a sub. So they've they've got a few other options on top of, you know, James Blank, uh, Massimo D'Ambrosio, the guys that we don't have in there. So it's, it's an interesting back line. And I think it's really one to, a hard one to pick, that back six for the Hawks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in the midfield, so Ned Reeves as a main man, Will Day, Josh Ward, and John Newcomb in the middle, and then Connor McDonald and Carl Amon on the wings. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rucks, I think they've finally settled on Reeves. Like they've, they you know, tossed and turned a fair bit over whether it's Reeves or Meek. You know, they brought in Clay Tucker and Max Ransom through the last two midseason drafts, but um, I think they just want to be settled. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Reeves will probably be that man. Um, they've... Yeah, first three midfielders, it's probably Newcomb, Day and Ward. Like that's a pretty nice mix to have. And given how young those three are, that just is the reason why there's so much optimism, I think, in this Hawks group. Um, even out wide, Connor McDonald on the wing can play a bit of half forward as well. And then Carl Amon, you know, the most senior midfielder in this group. Um, you know, they made that big that money move for him uh, via free agency last year. And I think he had a, a pretty good season. Return to Victoria. Add in, you know, Dylan Moore can roll through the the midfield from from half forward. Connor Nash and James Warple on the bench, mm-hmm. um, two guys that had yeah really strong years this year. Like Connor Nash can kind of you know play a multitude of roles, and, and Warple's form has always been a bit questioned after having such a great start to his Hawthorne career. So that was great to see him kind of back on that trajectory that they want to see him on. You know, you're not having we, we haven't got Cam McKenzie on this side, haven't got Phil um, Phil McGinnis. You know, two guys that can certainly play. You know, 20 games next year for sure. It's just such a hard midfield group to crack into. Henry Houseway's another one. I think he only played two games, but mm. was really clean and composed. Um, so they've got yeah plenty of options. As mentioned, Josh Weddle can push up the field. Massimo D'Ambrosio can go on the wing. Chad Wingard, if he gets to play next year as well, um, can roll through the midfield. So they've they've got a fair bit to work with. Um, for that midfield group, it's probably yeah their, their best line yeah um, for sure yep <clears throat> absolutely in that forward uh, line so Dylan Moore, Marbio Chole, Luke Bruce, Jack Inovan, Mitchell Lewis, and Jack Gunston yeah it's it's the area they they've certainly changed the most mm. over the last you know few months and, and through recruitment so I brought in Marbio Chole, brought in Jack Gunston, lost Jacob Kuzitski and, and Brandon mm. Ryan so you know balance that out as much as you can. Uh, Guns is going to be an interesting one. But yeah, Guns is straight cert, in. Yeah, certain starter. I think, you know, it kind of has to be. Um, Chole's, Chole and him are, are going to be interesting to see. Surely, hopefully, one of them can support Mitch Lewis mm-hmm. quite nicely. Like, I think looking through this season or the last season, um, you know, when they didn't have Mitch Lewis or James Sicily, um, they really struggled. And when they had both of them in, they had a winning record. So, yep. if they can keep both of those two at either end of the field, it really bodes well for them. Um Luke Bruce is really going to be a, a key leader in this group when you've got Jack Inovan in there. You know, Nick Watson probably going to get a look at some point, just misses out. 
um, in this team. So they've they've got some nice tools, but it's really they really just need to find who's that second man is for Mitch Lewis. Yeah, it could be Chole. You know, kicked forty four goals last year. Gunston can be hoping to kind of you know be back at home and a bit more comfortable. Um, you know, Luke Bruce kicked you know almost fifty goals this year. Um, and you know, will be another key piece for them. Dylan Moore, you know, really good for twenty and one most weeks. So um, it's kind of an interesting forward group. And Jack Inman certainly going to you know, add to that. Um, we'll see how he goes. He's you know, had a stellar year last year. Again, yeah. pretty solid this year. Just kind of fell out of form a little bit with with how well Collingwood's um, list was. Mm. So it's um, yeah, it's an interesting forward group. And then you know, adding someone like Sam Butler to that mix. Uh, Nick Watson, as we mentioned, is going to be pretty exciting to have him next to Ginevan. And then yeah, Massimo D'Ambrosio has played a little bit forward as well. So um, certainly not short on options. Yeah. yeah. So Ginevan and Watson competing for the same spot or would they be able to play in the same forward line? It could. just depends like how tall. Like if you've got Dylan Moore and Luke Bruce you know, locked in there already, it's going to be kind of hard to see four of those guys. Yeah. Um, and Watson could be the sub. Um, it's just, yeah, probably too many smalls. Mm. Um but, you know, they can certainly push Dylan Moore further up the field. Jack Inman yeah. is similar. But I think I just want to see them in the same forward line. Oh, it, it, looks, should, it, it should just happen fun. at some point soon. Just I think Luke Bruce is going to be that cool head that they need in that front third for the, for the yeah. next little bit for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, probably not making finals. No, I, no. If any team's making that big leap, it's, it's probably them or Frio. Mm-hmm. Um, like they've, they've got a lot of upside, but... Think. It's more a return to form for them as well. Like, yeah, I've just been building, whereas Frio should Frio's have been kind there of going down, year. bouncing back up. Yeah, um, where Hawthorne have just you know kind of getting all the pieces together. Um, but I think they they they're not expecting it. They were kind of planning a big, you know, free agency kind of push next year, and then and then when they kind of if they can bring in a big fish or two, um, just kind of with the excitement that's building around their group, then mm-hmm. it's probably twenty twenty five is the year that yep. they make the return. Absolutely. All right. So best 23 for the Ds, mm. uh, starting with the back line. So Judd McVie, Stephen May, Adam Tomlinson, Trent Rivers, Jake Lever, Angus Brayshaw. Yeah, another uh, kind of tough back line. I think you've got most of the pieces uh, slot into pace, place quite easily. Like Stephen May, Jake Lever is your one-two. Um, Judd McVie was stellar. Like played every game after making his debut in round one. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, when you have guys like Harry Shears or Will Ashcroft, Mitch Owen's going to have those huge years um, in that rising star conversation. He was one that probably flew under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Um, Trent Rivers and Angus Brayshaw at your halfback is quite nice. And then it's just the third tool. Like, or if they are using a third tool, who that's going to be? Like, is it Dan Turner? Is it Adam Tomlinson? Um, do they throw Joel Smith back? Or does Harrison Petty play back line? You, know, you think he starts forward. And if that's the case, then, then it kind of opens up this um selection debate and we've probably got tomlinson over turner mm-hmm. um now obviously they rate turner quite highly and, but tomlinson got a decent look this year yeah um playing mostly back line and he had some pretty good games as well to go with it uh, but if petty plays back then it's a pretty easy selection um for them and then you add it to that mix you know jake bowie off the bench um joel smith off the bench as well whether they use him at either end and he could be another sub option for them as well so it's a pretty solid back line yeah um, and they've you know if, if may goes down or lever goes down they have got a few tools to kind of come in and help out but um you know like you know they've got that flexibility a little bit with with harrison petty playing forward and joel smith so um yeah it's you know it's still quite a young back line like lever's not all, all that old and then you've got rivers mcvee 
um, and Bowie as those other options. So it's it's a nice defensive group for sure. Yeah, I definitely would prefer to have Petty in the forward line. Um, yeah. and I mean, but yeah, Joel Smith can rotate back there, but mm. and he showed, but he showed that he can play forward, forward as well. Um, yeah, in so the finals, it is it is tough. Yeah, um, but again, Tomlinson is probably that third tall that hasn't proven as an option in the forward line. No. So um, no. yeah. All right, so the midfields are obviously gone, a solo ruck, uh, no Grundy this year. Yeah. Uh, Petrarca, Viney, and Clayton Oliver in the centre, and Ed Langdon and Lockie Hunter locking down those win, wing spots. Yeah, it's pretty star-studded, isn't it? Like it's, you know, you could say it's arguably the best, but it's very top-heavy. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it might fall away a little bit. Like I really like Tom Sparrow and what he's able to do through midfield as a, you know, that B unit mm-hmm. type setup after you've got... You know, Petrarca, Viney, and Oliver's your one, two, three. Like you can throw Angus Brasher into that or up onto the wing. Yep. Um, and those wing spots are, are you know pretty settled. Like Ed Langdon, Lockie Hunter. Um, it's quite nice. Like they've got Caleb Windsor, but I don't think they'll be using him anytime soon. So um yeah, it's it's kind of a nice kind of outside run for them to have. And they could have a Trent Rivers come up through midfield like they did a little bit this year. But Oliver Petrarca gone and Viney is, is so strong. Yeah. And I think, yeah, with Gorn kind of being sole ruckman, they'll get a fair bit of freedom. Um, might be just a bit more cohesion a little bit. Yeah. Which is going to be kind of key for that midfield group if they can play together. And I just mentioned Tom Sparrow kind of coming off um, off the bench, you know, because I Pickett might get a, another look through the middle. Alex Neil Bourne, similar. Um, and, you know, another drafting, Colton Tholstrup could be one, Taj Woden. Um, Jack Billings, who they picked up, might be a sub option. We don't have him in the best 23, but um, obviously he's got a enough experience to, to kind of be able to throw it into the, the mixer a little bit there as well. So um, it's one of the stronger midfield groups. It's just a matter of if they can get it clicking again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. And the forward line, probably uh, probably the most interesting thing for Melbourne this year. So you've got Shane mm. McAdam straight in, Harrison Petty, Alex Neil Bullen, Kazai Pickett, Jacob Van Ruyen and Bailey Fritch. Yeah. And then you can add Charlie Spargo mm-hmm. off the bench. Um Joel Smith, as we mentioned, Kate Chandler, we've got as the sub. Like they've just got, it's the medium small forwards they've got heaps of, and it's probably the tall forwards that are the big question. Like Van yeah. Royens, you know, cemented as already as their you know number one uh, tall forward, and Bailey Fritch is that you know, really strong medium forward, sprightly type. Um, and then it's Harrison Petty. Like if he's obviously he's fit, uh, it worked quite well in his short stint as a forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's those three as their medium to taller options. They brought in Tom Fullerton. Not sure he plays. Ben Brown and Tom McDonald, same. Like I'm not sure if they're best 23 players. Matt Jefferson, um, they'll be keen to see maybe at, at the top level. Like they tried to do what they did with Van Ruyen and have a whole season for him in the VFL. Might not have had the same return that the Van Ruyen did in his first year, but a um, bit more development and a, a preseason coming up for him is going to bode quite nicely. They'll you know look to pair those two together um, for the long term. Shane McAdam, another kind of medium-sized forward um, that they brought over from the Crows. I think was you know he's a bit older than obviously some of the, the Crows teammates he had, but um, was you know, really fighting for spots next to like a Rochelle, mm-hmm. a Pedler, and a Rankin. Um, and I think he, yeah he should be a starter for, for Melbourne after they brought him across. Alex Nilbullen, you know, again kind of a, a pretty solid half forward option. Cosy Pickett, you know, one of the more you know, threatening small forwards. Um, really interesting to see what he's going to be able to do with the next year. We're kind of expecting to go to a new level, um, but he's yeah he's, he's obviously showing a loss already in such a short time. As mentioned, it's Kate Chandler or Charlie Spargo probably for a bench role. Um, you know, probably got Spargo just ahead, even though Chandler played almost a full year. 
I think I'd probably have Spargo and then Chandler can maybe be more of that sub option. And then some of the guys we mentioned before, Colton, um, Colton Tholstrup and, um, you know, Tajwa Woden can play a bit of forward line as well. So, yeah, it's, it's another, you know, it's a, it seems like a strong group, but it's mm-hmm. just, it was certainly the area this year that they really struggled with yep. the days. So, you know, does Tom Ford and maybe get a look in if, if the you know, Petty or Van Royen, um, maybe don't find the form they're hoping for. So there's, mm. they've, they've kind of looked to fix those options and, and kind of made it a bit more streamlined with their ruck forward mix and it's just going to be gone and maybe Van Royen rucks a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's the area they need to fix if they want to you know be making prelims or grand finals again. Yeah, and you mentioned them before, but if they're healthy, get a good preseason in them. There's still Ben Brown and Tom McDonald, and I feel like yeah. they are they are getting older, but they're still there. Yeah, it's like it's not not the worst options to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's certainly a matter of them Both getting their bodies players. right. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly a matter of just them getting their bodies right. Like Ben Brown's had a pretty luckless run. Tom McDonald's, I think, last three years have just been so up and down. Yeah. Um, well, he played a couple of but, games this year. And, yeah, but he didn't. Like they're just he like looked, solid, mm. solid backup players when fit, I think, yeah. at this point of their careers. Yeah. So, again, should be making finals, just please win one. That's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's all we're after. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like the goal for them should be more than just winning a final. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's a it's going to be kind of a key factor in, in just how their finals run goes if they make the top eight. It's also going to be a key factor in my mood for all of next year. So, best 23 for North Melbourne. Uh, Backline, Luke McDonald, Aiden Core, Josh Goda, Harry Sheasel, Griffin Logue, Zach Fisher. It's a really tough backline yeah. to kind of find a, a, a really strong group out of. Like Griffin Logue, we've got in there, but he's missing probably most of the year with an ACL injury. So, you look at maybe a Callan Dawson. Hey, mm. Toby Pink, who they've just picked up as a mature age recruit. So Sheasel's a lock. Which, yeah, Sheasel's, you say that, but he could easily be playing midfield or mm. forward line. Like, um, you'd think he gets another year at halfback, um, but they bring in Zach Fisher to kind of play a similar role. Uh, as mentioned, you know, you've got co-captain Luke McDonald down back. Josh Goda, you know, if they're wanting to play a third tall, I think he could probably be that guy. He's probably a little undersized, but I um, mean, his draft year is really good above his head. So, um yeah, maybe there's there's probably a mix and match there depending on who they're playing most weeks. And Charlie Common's one that I think some have flagged as maybe an option they try and down back as a tall defender with, you know, Logue out and Dawson maybe needing to see a little bit more and, and Toby Pink, you know, not having played AFL footy who's on Sydney's list for a little bit, but they just don't have that. Um, you know, some of their depth options like a Miller Bergman, um, yeah, probably could be a starter for sure. Like I think there'll be a few Roots fans that, that think he's he's probably in there at halfback as well. So yeah, Sheasel should be resuming that role. Um, but you know, they bring in Zach Fisher, who they've they've said will will be playing off halfback. And then yeah, they're tall. So Aiden Core, probably a starter, just given off circumstance. Like hasn't really ever been the player that they thought they might have been bringing in from GWS, but um they just need some stability down there and hopefully he provides that for them next to a in the long-term Logue, but um, short-term it could be Dawson, Pink, or, or Combin. Yep. Absolutely. And the midfield group, so obviously LDU, Taron Thomas, Ajay Simkin, and then on the wings, Dylan Stevens and Bailey Scott. Yeah, this is uh, it's easily their strongest group, just given how they've attacked the draft over the last half decade or so. Um, you know, LDU could easily be in that top echelon of midfielders next year, uh, along with, you know, if you're talking about the guys that are moving up, it's the, the Tom Greens and the Noah Andersons. And he's certainly um, in that mix as well to, to go to the, the next level. Um, Taron Thomas is, is, you know, 
arguably the most exciting out of the lot though, just mm. given his upside and potential. But, you know, we kind of know what comes with him in mm. that package. And it's, it's you know, if he can kind of have a full season, no distractions or issues or off-field matters, then um, he's going to be a real catalyst in, in just how um, well they play next year and, and if they can kind of move up a spot or two, which is going to be really hard for them to move, I think, out of the bottom two with not a lot of teams coming down. Um, Jai Simkin as well, George Wardlaw, uh, Will Phillips, Tom Powell, a lot of nice inside options. Colby McKercher, you know, probably is more likely to play on the wing. Mm-hmm. Um, but ahead of him, you've probably got Dylan Stevens, who they bring in from Sydney, and, and Bailey Scott, who probably had a really underrated year. I don't think there's maybe you know, from North Melbourne's point of view, they were really happy with him. But I feel like outside of uh, Arden Street, there might not have been as much talk about the kind of year he had for the Roos. So as mentioned, yes, yeah, it's, it's easily their strongest area of the field. Adding Tristan Cherry as their, you know, their Ruckman, uh, Hugh Greenwood as a depth option we've got. Uh, Callum Coleman-Jones, another Rock option. Darcy Tucker's on the on a wing. Um, if Zane Dersman gets a look, he's probably playing half forward, but another one that might be able to slot onto the wing uh, or through the middle if needed. So, yeah, not short on options whatsoever. Um, the ruse through midfield. And I think, yeah, I don't think Dersma plays round one next year, but I think McCurch is a, a strong effort for yep. them. So, and then as mentioned before, like Harry Sheasel could certainly get a run through the midfield. They've just mm-hmm. got, I think, too many for him to be, you know, at least starting there. And maybe you'll, you'll get a few minutes here and there um, yep. later into games. Absolutely. And their forward line, so obviously the main man, Nick Larkey, mm. uh, Curtis Taylor, Eddie Ford, Cam Zaha, Jaden Stevenson and Paul Curtis. Yeah, so similar with their back line, just like who the tools are going to be outside mm-hmm. of Larkey. Uh, like I said, Charlie Combin, we've got on the bench and he can kind of fill roles at either end of the field if, if they think that he's got the ability as a key defender. Um, but outside of Larkey, who had you know 70 plus goals to his name, mm. I think Jaden Stevenson was their next highest with like 20 something, like 23 goals. So... They really need to find that next uh, you know, damaging you know, forward. Uh, Cam Zerha is probably that guy. A bit of injury issues obviously prevented him from from playing out a full season, but they probably want someone a bit taller than him as their their next two next go to guy. Eddie Ford can probably play a bit taller, but a bit like Josh, like we mentioned with Josh Goda down back, still probably has them playing a little bit small. But you can move him to the bench and have Charlie Combin as the as a starting centre half forward. And then, you know, Curtis Taylor, Paul Curtis, uh, Zerha, as we mentioned, and Steve, Stevenson as well. It's not too bad to have around Larky. He just probably just needs some taller support and he's not copping too much in the aerial contests. But ball hits the deck. I think Paul Curtis is probably the most damaging out of the lot. Like, he certainly could surpass Zerha, you know, you know next year or, or potentially or the year after probably. Um, it's just a matter of time, I think, with him getting some confidence in. Tom Powell, we've got as a sub, probably can play... Bit of bit more forward than midfield. Um, Zane Dersma could be that next tall forward for them. He's only about 190, so he's more third. But um, you know, if they can get things clicking with either Combin or, or Coleman Jones, um, then yeah, Dersma slotting into to that kind of group is certainly going to alleviate a lot of pressure on someone like him. So mm-hmm. it's a yeah, it's it's the area they need a probably probably less of a priority than the back line, but the back line is probably more a matter of injury. And just you know, trying to get the best out of some players where they really just don't have a heap of tall forwards yeah. on standby. Does um, Dersma get a look in at all next year? Yeah, or is oh, it more of should, a development. No, he should, no, he should be. Yeah. He should be like they they went through a fair few players you know, over the last season, and and yeah, he's you know had some senior experience a little bit already at VFL level and at country footy level. So mm-hmm. certainly, yeah, won't be shouldn't be too hard for him um, by the back end of the year. And then you know, they've got other guys like Cooper Harvey. 
um, Robert Hansen Jr., some you know, other forward options as well. So, um, and then Riley Hardiman is more of a defender, but he's another draftee that I think has a chance to get a couple games under his belt in his first year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it is going to be very difficult for them to uh, move up the ladder next year. But yeah, it's probably more just about win win totals. Yeah, like three this year. They want to be doubling that. Yeah. Um. You know, yeah, two against West Coast, and you'd hope you know, they have to think that they're getting two wins there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're almost halfway there, just alone. I'll have mm. two against the Hawks. I think if they can knock off one against Hawthorne, that'll be a big positive result. And then it's you know, yeah, they're going to need a few upsets, but that's what you get when you're probably ranked 17th in the comp. Yeah, yeah, it should be an interesting year for North Melbourne. Mm. So that wraps it up for the best 23s for those six. Well, that's Geelong all the way through to North Melbourne. And then later in the week, we'll have the rest. Yeah, of final six. The, yeah, the final six. All right. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, Phoenix. And don't forget, you can catch all the latest AFL news at zerohanger.com, the number one independent AFL news source.